It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You're locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Check us out on the all-new Odyssey app. It is the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday with the national perspective all around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and William podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We will get... And later in the show to the latest installment of as the Aaron Rodgers turns and there, there is some new stuff to talk about and, and some new things out there. And I've, I've got a lot of questions about it. And so if you're sick of it, I'm sorry. That's why we're putting in the second half of the show and not the first half. Um, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who are, are trying to, to, you know, parse every word, every report, everything written. And they're just, you know, waiting with bated breath on this. And I, th- I think a lot of people are are just trying to figure out what's going on and potentially the, the sides involved included in this, unfortunately. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But one of the things that has popped up and, and pops up from time to time, it's something that we've talked a lot about on this show over the years, but the perspective now that we have is different is this idea of going all in. And I have railed against the notion and also suggested that there have been times when Green Bay has, in fact, gone all in. Now, that is not what I'm interested in. What I what I wanted to take a look at, and I had never gone back and done this, and I'm sort of annoyed with myself that I never did that. But I went back and looked at the success that the Packers have had in the Aaron Rodgers era with what has been a very different approach from the Saints. The Saints have been willing to kick the can down the road for a decade now and do things like with no cap space, go out and spend top of market money on Jairus Bird. That did not work out for them. They have, they've wanted to do things like you know, try and get uh, Marcus Davenport for a future first round pick. That so far has not worked out for them. It has worked out great for the Green Bay Packers. Ironically, the best thing the Saints have done for their franchise in the last decade was be bad enough over a period of years 
to get a top 10 pick and then absolutely hit a home run in the draft. You get Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, and Ryan Ramchick in the same draft, and you hit a home run. That's the best thing this team did, and, and that is essentially how the Packers have operated. A draft and developed team, a team that relies on its draft picks. But so I wanted to see. You know, Mike Silver has been making this case all offseason. And of course, Mike Silver has Aaron Rodgers' ear. And so he's saying, I, I wish the Packers were more aggressive. A lot of that, you know, I, I think we can reasonably read into it as saying Aaron Rodgers wishes they had been more aggressive. And I understand it. I, I absolutely understand it. And, and there are fans and potentially Mike Silver included, potentially Aaron Rodgers included, that the outcome is less important than, hey, we want you to be aggressive. We want you to go make moves. Even if it's not better, at least we'll feel like you tried. And, and I think you could make the case, and this is something we'll talk about in a little bit, that if no moves were made any differently for the Packers over the last three years, let's say, but just the communication changed. Hey, we're going to call 12 and talk to him about this and just let him know this is what we're doing. Just give him the courtesy of saying, hey, you know, uh, we think it's time to move on from Jordy. Um, we're going to bring in Jimmy Graham and we think that's the best thing for the team. I, I, I think we would have avoided this situation. But the front office has believed we do the personnel, you do the playing, and never the twain shall meet. Maybe that's changing. Brian Gutekinds hinted that it could be changing. He said he would welcome Aaron Rodgers' input in personnel decisions. In fact, said he thought that was vital to get that input. Back to the Saints. Since 2008, okay, in the draft, the New Orleans Saints have accumulated 11 players who went to Pro Bowls, accounting for 31 Pro Bowl seasons. Now, two of those are special teams players. Uh, they drafted Thomas Morstead, the punter, and Deontay Harris, the returner. In free agency, the, the supposed all-in strategy, the trades, the signings, has netted them four Pro Bowl seasons. And that includes a kicker, Will Lutz, and Max Unger, which was in a trade. They traded Jimmy Graham for Unger. So... Not exactly a wildly successful plan, right? Now, that they also drafted guys like Akeem Hicks, Malcolm Jenkins, Brandon Cooks, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, um, and Ryan Ramchak, who has been an all-pro but not a pro bowler like David Bakhtiari. Since 2008, Green Bay has drafted 16 pro bowlers for 28 pro bowl seasons. Now, that also includes multiple years where Bakhtiari made the All-Pro team, but not the Pro Bowl, and Corey Lindsley's 2020, where he was an All-Pro, but not a Pro Bowler. It's essentially the same, and the, the backers would be a little ahead if we didn't include special teamers. The records paint the same picture. So since 2008, both teams have won Super Bowls, but just one. The Saints are 133-75. and 75. 133 and 75 with eight playoff appearances. The Packers in that same span, 132, 74, and two. Almost an identical record, but they've been to the playoffs 10 times. And that's with Rodgers missing half of two seasons and being hurt all of 2018. 
Uh, now, one coach in this case got fired. The other coach um, had to miss a year because of a lack of institutional control over his defensive coordinator trying to injure opponents. So let's just call that a wash, right? But Green Bay has been to more NFC Championship games in two years, the two Matt LaFleur years, than the Saints have since 2009. The Saints have been to one. Green Bay has been to four in that span after their Super Bowl win. The Packers have more playoff wins after the wild card round in just the last two years than the Saints have since 2009. Green Bay has two. The Saints have one win on not wild card Sunday. And the Packers, the last two years, haven't played on wild card Sunday. Why? Because they got the bye. The Saints, the last time they got the bye, won that, that matchup great, and then they lost at home in the NFC Championship game. So this is a team in Green Bay that has been more consistent. They've had more high-end success in the postseason. And Green Bay, in terms of skill players, five skill players have gone to Pro Bowls in that span, and four for the Saints. And two of those are running backs. So... That's the thing about this, right? That, you know, it's hard when you go, okay, let's compare Rodgers and you say, okay, well, such and such a player went in and didn't have as good a season, but he could have had a better one with Rodgers. No, we're comparing Rodgers to another future Hall of Fame quarterback, a guy who was in his prime for a lot of this window. So you can't say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers made Randall Cobb a pro bowler or Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams or Eddie Lacy or Aaron Jones. Well, theoretically, Drew Brees helped make Michael Thomas a pro bowler, helped make Jimmy Graham a pro bowler, helped make Mark Ingram a pro bowler, and and Alvin Kamara, whatever it is. That's why this is a great apples-to-apples comparison. So when you look at the two approaches, they've netted basically identical results. Now, what does that tell us? It tells us probably that the constant is the quarterback. The constant is the quarterback. And the fact that Rodgers is a little better than Drew Brees. And I, and I think at his peak, you know, Drew Brees was, was a very good player, but he was never what Rodgers was at his peak. And, and Rodgers is just a little bit better. And that's the difference in enough of these games. That's the difference. That the, the process of the team building was not the flaw here. Now, none of that is to say that I don't have quibbles with the way that the Packers handled the roster over the years. In fact, the more you look at it, the more you start to realize post-2010 that the outlier in the Packers' seasons is actually 2014 when they were one of the two best teams in the NFC. You look at 2011, yeah, they won They won 15-1, but that was a deeply flawed team, especially defensively. And coincidentally, the only defensive team worse than the Packers that year was the Saints. They were both historically bad, historically bad defensively. And Drew Brees was incredible that season as well. That was an offensive boom in 2011. 2012, no, they were like the fourth or fifth best team in the NFC. 2013, same 2015, same. 2016, same. 2017, same. 2018, obviously, they're probably like the eighth or ninth best team in the NFC that year. And then they've been one of the best two teams the last few seasons. But guess what? Brian Gutekinds was in charge for that. 
Ted Thompson was not aggressive. The irony in all of this is that now the GM, who is uh, reportedly at odds with the quarterback, or maybe it's the other way around, is the one who has gone out and done the things that we complained, that Aaron Rodgers privately complained about, that Mike McCarthy complained about, the lack of veterans, the lack of aggressiveness in the draft. That stuff Brian Gutekunst is doing. And yet, because some of these interpersonal things were fumbled, we're sitting where we are today with this team. We have to stop with the Green Bay should have done X, Y, Z. They should have done what the Saints did. No, what the Saints did didn't work better than what the Packers did. And I would argue that what the Packers did didn't work better than what the Saints did. It wasn't a matter of process. If I'm picking one, I would pick what Green Bay did or a sort of a Goldilocks zone between them, which, by the way, is what they're doing now. The difference was Rodgers was just a little bit better. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sports betting needs, including baseball, the NBA, the NHL, UFC, and of course, we have two more legs of the Triple Crown after the Kentucky Derby last weekend. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great stuff that you can find the prop bets. The futures, everything is there for you at Bet Online. Plus, when you use the promo code Locked On, you will get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put money in, use the promo code Locked On, they will match that up to fifty percent because Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ten Ten, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into that special person's life. I've gone through shopping for diamonds. My wife has a beautiful ring, but it can be a whole process. Make the process easier by going to BlueNile.com and just search for the words 10 by 10. If you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. That's BlueNile.com and search for the words 10 by 10. Okay, so let's do this. Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers. We know that. Rob Domofsky went on uh, an ESPN radio affiliate and mentioned what he, what he views to be the timeline in all of this and offered some insight on this, this Gutekinds versus Rogers part of the story. Here it is. That, that's a good place to start because I was told that that, was, that never happened, that he was never told he was going to trade it. He traded. They, never, they want him. They, they've wanted him back. But they wanted him back on their timeline, which was, at this point, one more year. Okay, like they they want to live year to year and see when Jordan Love is ready. And they were hoping that Jordan Love would be ready possibly in 2022, because as we've talked about many times on your show, this is when the salary cap situation becomes really bad. And if they could move on from Rodgers after this season, they'd have a quarterback on his rookie contract. They'd pick up twenty five million in cap space from Rodgers and then they'd be able to sort of reload a little bit. Um, and, and, and Rogers didn't want that. He does not want to be year to year. He did not, he wanted a long-term commitment and he was so upset that they would not commit to him long-term that by the time that they 
uh, as Adam Schefter reported, by the time they got around to offering him a longer-term deal, apparently he was so mad he said, forget it. Um, so that, that, that's what I know about what led up to, to what got us to this point. As far as the uh, this town isn't big enough for me and Gutekunst's approach that he let out, um, I don't know that. I, I have no reason to believe that was false. Um, look, what, what you know in this business, when something's wrong, uh, obviously inaccurate, um, and you get all kinds of texts from people involved yeah. that say this is totally wrong. Um, I got a, I got several texts from people who I don't think would lie to me that said the the uh, the report about them telling them he was traded was completely wrong. We never told them that. Uh, but I have not heard one report or one person say that the Gutekunst that he wants Gutekunst out is inaccurate, which silence does it all sometimes. Yeah. So, um, it does appear that his main beef is with with the general manager. So a couple things on this. The first, let's just put to bed the oh this is this is garbage. Okay. There are some things that that have been reported out there, and I'll use reported loosely that are garbage. The Packers did not tell Rodgers they were going to trade him. Did not. Whoever said that. And look, I know who said it, but the person who said it, um, I don't know if they made it up. I don't know if someone told them that, but that's not true. Okay. Now, I think Rob's point is well taken that usually when a story is out there and it's false, it it comes to the fore that it's false. The, the, the plugged in reporters... You hear from people say, hey, it's not true. And whoever it is falsely about, they have an incentive to say, yeah, this isn't true. And yet that's not happening. If the push pull is Rogers wants Goody out, then when that when that comes out, whatever apparatus you use, that's going to happen. And, and you're going to get this, hey, that's not true out there now. A.J. Hawk yesterday went on Pat McAfee's show and said, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers wants Gutekinst fired. Now, Jason Wildey, this is a lot to keep track of, who is, you know, someone who has a relationship with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, probably speaks to him more than, than most reporters. He, by the way, is more optimistic that something can get worked out here as we move forward. But... He said, you know, look, the report from Charles Robinson and Yahoo was that moving on from Gutekunst is what could is is the kind of thing that could make Rogers feel better about reconciliation. That's not the same thing as saying he's asked for Gutekunst to be fired or he wants Gutekunst to be fired. Now, that might be a distinction without a difference. It might be the case that that's what Rogers wants. We don't know that, but it seems like by all the reporting, that the issue is GM and quarterback. Now, the other part of this, the one-year part of this, is fascinating to me because I talked to someone the other day who said the same thing. I, you know, Mark Tauscher, who's on the, the Wildey and Tausch show, floated the idea of a two-year deal, a two-year fully guaranteed deal with a, fran- a franchise tag clause that says Green Bay can't franchise tag Rodgers. So he gets two years in Green Bay. It's one more year than he has for sure right now. And then after that, he can go on and and be elsewhere. So I floated this idea to a longtime front office person. And I said, what do you think of this idea of the two years fully guaranteed? 
And then the no franchise tag clause. That's basically what Brady got. And he said, well, but Green Bay doesn't want him for two years. He wants, they want them, they want him for one year. And this is what Domovsky is echoing. Now, subsequently, they went and offered some sort of longer-term deal. We don't know the terms of that deal. We don't know if if you know it looks significantly different. We know that it was a modest restructure initially. Rogers said, nuh-uh. And at some point in that negotiation was when Rogers said, I'm out this. And I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. We're done. Now, the the inflection point there, it's unclear. Ian Rappaport reported, you know, Jake Kumaro being released after Rodgers gave him the public vote of confidence was a factor here. That Alex Van Pelt, you know, when he was let go without consulting from Rodgers, that that was a factor here. That this, this might actually be death by a thousand cuts. And if we take a little bit of a deeper look, there's there's more, probably less than a thousand, but but more than none, Right. Jordy Nelson without input from Rodgers. Randall Cobb without input from Rodgers. Now, Randall Cobb was a free agent. So it wasn't like, you know, the Packers just, you know, gave no indication that they they would be willing to have him back. Um, Clay Matthews, unclear what that situation was. It sounds like Jordy Nelson was willing to take a pay cut and the Packers said, hmm, not interested. Not interested at any price. I can understand why why Green Bay, you know, why Aaron Rodgers would be miffed at that. But at the same time, it's not his job to pick players. And and that is a real thing. Because guess what? The the incentives are not aligned for the front office and the quarterback. Just like the front office and the coach do not have aligned incentives all the time on picking players. Because if Rodgers wants Jordy Nelson back, and they want him to sign Randall Cobb to the to the overpaid deal that he got in Houston. If that doesn't work out, if that creates salary cap problems in a year, two years, Rodgers isn't the one who has to deal with that. It's the front office. And it's the front office whose job is on the line. So their incentives do not align here. This is why it's problematic to let your, your quarterback dictate terms. Now, communication? Absolutely. They screwed that up. This is what I said earlier. Could they have done all the things that they did and just communicated a little better? Just, just made Rodgers feel more in the loop. The, the answer to that is unequivocally yes, they could have. Now, would that have been enough to solve this problem? Man, I, I, I sure think it goes a long way. Uh, and, and I'll use a, an example from my own life. So when, when someone screws up, look, I'm not perfect. I screw up. I make mistakes. If you screw up and make me upset, make me angry, make me disappointed, whatever it is, the thing that I most want you to do is apologize. That's all. I really, I don't need an explanation. I don't need an equivocation. When I let you know, hey, what you did was messed up and I didn't appreciate it. What I want you to say is, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't think that this is what would happen, and I'm sorry. And it can be over. We can be done because mistakes happen, right? Now, I don't think Green Bay can go to Rodgers and just say, I'm sorry. But my, my point is, I think if you, if you had just taken a step before you released Jordy Nelson and say, hey, look, 
we think this is in the best uh the, the best interest of the team and we know your boys but we're bringing in Jimmy Graham it's a new flavor we need to revamp this offense we need to we need to get a new look here and you know what do you think maybe that's enough maybe just feeling included is is all it would have taken and you know AJ Hawk also on on Pat McAfee's show, when he said he didn't think Rodgers is, is asking for Gutekinds to be fired, he also said he felt like it should not have gotten this far. And he said on both sides. He was just in Kentucky with Rodgers at the Derby. Presumably they had a discussion like this at some point, whether now or in the past. And AJ is saying, I don't think Rodgers is blameless in this. His friend. And maybe, maybe he is serving as an extension of Rodgers in this case. His way of saying, hey, look, I, you know, I made some mistakes on this too. This has, this has, in my opinion, continued to de-escalate. From Thursday, it was nothing. I'm done. I'm out. Friday, it was I'll retire instead of play for you when there wasn't a trade. So then you're trying to gain some leverage. Okay. You won't trade me. I'm not reporting. Don't, you know, I'll, I'll pay back the money. Call my bluff. I'll pay back the money and I'll sit and I'll go host Jeopardy. Then it was, well, maybe I'll come back, but only if Goody's gone. Or, you know, maybe maybe that's how I could come back. And then now it's, well, you know, it's a contract situation and, and Rodgers is playing. AJ said, Rodgers is playing. He wants to play. So retirement's off the table. So you're either going to play for Green Bay or you're going to get traded. And now it seems like this contract option is on the table. Green Bay has has been conciliatory in tone. You know, Brian Gutekind saying, you know, they bent over backwards to, to make everyone know and, and aware that they want him back. And Brian Gutekind has said, you know, in my opinion, all the right things publicly. We, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. But this, this one-year idea keeps coming back to me. This one-year idea, when they drafted Jordan Love, organizationally, it seems like the plan was two years. Two years and hand the keys to Jordan Love. Now, as Albert Breer mentioned in MMQB, this whole negotiation process has to, in some measure, reflect on Love. Because if they thought he was ready to go, you know, the Packers moved on from Brett Favre because they thought Aaron Rodgers was ready to go. But he'd had multiple seasons in the offense, he actually got real live game reps, real games, not just preseason games. Love hasn't even had a preseason game. So how could they possibly know what Jordan Love can be? But it seems like even as recently as this past offseason, Green Bay wanted to play this year to year. You know, this is my my renting month to month you know, metaphor. That's how they wanted to treat this. Hey, we'll, we'll do the restructure and we'll push this out. And so it guarantees 2021. Um, it probably guarantees 2022. But, you know, that's a question. That's month to month. That's year to year with Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't want to be year to year. He wants you to commit to him. And I get that. I think he, he, is, he is right to want that. He understands the deal here. He knows the score. 
He's under contract for three years, but, but not really. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. And so that got me thinking, based on what Mark Tauscher said, you know, two years in a franchise tag. Well, what if it's the case that, that what he wants is, if I'm here, I'm here. Three years fully guaranteed with void years to make the math work. And now, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a commitment. I get to be in Green Bay until I'm 40, and, and then we see. And then we see. I, I don't see a scenario where, where Aaron Rodgers comes back and just plays on his current contract. That's not happening. And I don't see a situation where he comes back and plays on like a one year with void years or something. It's just not happening. He's coming back on an extension or or it's going to be a trade. And Green Bay has been resolute that they are not dealing him. And as of right now, all, all the league insiders are going, Green Bay's not doing it. And they're, they're telling people, we're not doing it. Kyle Shanahan called Matt LaFleur and said, what's the deal? And Matt said, you're wasting your time if you if you have Lynch call Goody because it's not happening. We're not doing it. And so they didn't. So that's where we are right now. The, the, the temperature has lowered a little bit. But it does seem like Green Bay, over the course of this process, has gone from going, well, I think they thought Rodgers would just be fine with the restructure, that that would be enough security for him because it guaranteed 2021, which we knew anyway, the restructure definitely guarantees 2021 and, and comes close to a guarantee for 2022, but he wanted more. And so that's where we are now trying to get this all figured out. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There are so many times when you want to eat something delicious and you open your cupboard and you go, I got nothing. Or the only things that you have in there are going to make you feel guilty after you eat them, even though you know they are delicious. We'll find that perfect blend of both with the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with delicious flavors like peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, almonds, all covered in 100% chocolate and all low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, and high protein. And right now, we're making it even easier for you to get Built Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Shopping for car parts can be an absolute hassle unless you know exactly what you're looking for. And I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't know cars any better than I know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. It's just guesswork for me. So why not go to a place that can make car part buying easier? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Plus, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at Rock Auto are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Did you know that some stores charge you more just for being a layperson, just for not being a professional mechanic? Why spend up to twice as much on the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. 
And guys, I would love it if you would check out Locked On today. Get all of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. It's the biggest stories in sports all in under 20 minutes. Check us out on the Odyssey app or, of course, wherever you get podcasts. Nick Vile coming on the show this week. Packers super fan. That's coming up later in the week. We're going to start our rookie orientation series as well. So hopefully you're not sick of of all the discussions. I promise you we will focus on football every day. And we will open, unless there's news news, we will open every single show with football talk, with Packers talk, with actual actionable intel about what's going on on the field. Or in this case, you know, the, the Saints case, narratives that are out there about this team And we will try to minimize the amount of time we spend talking about Aaron Rodgers because a lot of it's just going to be speculation. We are not going to see a lot or hear a lot or know a lot. Uh, The Packers are not going to, if they trade him, and I don't think they will, it will not be until after June 1st. And so there is still going to be a lot of, of attempts at fence mending between now and then, so over the next month or so. And so I don't expect there to be a bunch of news, though it will, of course, stay in the news cycle. And I'm I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna regurgitate all of the stuff that's out there unless there's real stuff to talk about. So we will focus on the football. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay. Locked on Packers.